Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I'm excited to have with me Rebecca Whitman. Please let me share with you a little bit about Rebecca. She is a successful mentor, graduate with honors from Princeton University, and author of international best-selling books, Phenomenal Feminine Entrepreneurs, Business Life Universe, and how to make a six-figure income working part-time. She was selected as the Life Coach of the Year by the International Association of Top Professionals. She hosts the top 5% globally ranked Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant podcast. Her philosophy divides life into seven pillars of abundance, which include spiritual, physical, emotional, romantic, mental, social, and financial. She helps people achieve balance with these seven areas so they can experience more fun and freedom in life. In addition to her appearances as an expert on ABC and CBS, she's spoken to Columbia University and multiple podcasts, virtual stages, and she is a great thought leader and has been interviewed by Grant Cardin, Jack Canfield, and Les Brown. Our topic for today is going to be how to find your superpower. Please join me in welcoming Rebecca Whitman. Rebecca, so great to have you on and such an impressive background. Wow, thank you, Vicki. Thank you for all your kind words. It's great to be here. Awesome. Um, Please let everybody know what your, where you are, where you call home. Yes. I make my home in Los Angeles. I've lived here for 22 years. Very cool. All right. So my first question is, what is it that we, um, why don't we find our superpower? That's a great question to start off with. I think we don't find our superpower because we just kind of follow the protocol of going to school, get good grades, get a job. Um, Then we have bills. Then we're, (laughs) you know, too nervous to like start another business because we don't want to lose our job because we've got our bills. And then we have kids and that's even more expensive. And then we have to pay for their college and it's even more expensive. And we kind of get caught up in the rat race. And one of my favorite quotes is the thing about the rat race is even if you win, you're still a rat. 
So uh, I help people get off the rat race by helping them launch a six-figure side hustle. And I don't necessarily teach to quit your job. A lot of business coaches say, quit your job, max out your credit cards, put yourself in a do or die situation. But I really believe in having multiple income streams. And I believe that you can take the money from your job and use that to finance your side business. That is so, so very true. I know uh, sometimes um, when I've been coached by some people, one of the, the things that they say is, well, you, you can't have the, all these different things going on because I have anti-aging business and I have my um, podcast and I have my speaking and training and coaching business. But the thing is, they all tied together. And I, and I think that it doesn't really divide my, my focus. Um, and it's really life. Like life is not just one track. It's not. And I think about it like when we were in school, right? We had those multi-subject books with like five sections for each subject. And we can like have more than one project or more than one business. And it makes life very interesting and very fun to have different businesses. I personally have five businesses and I love them all. Right. So let's talk about those seven pillars of abundance. What are they? I gave the list, but talk in more detail about each of those. Yes, they are in order for a reason. And I came upon them because I had the worst year of my life. My my dad died on a Wednesday and my divorce was finalized on a Friday of the same week. And in one of the last conversations with my dad, he said, Rebecca, I want you to write something. I don't care what you write, you're, you're the way you're living life. He said, I used to live life like I'm on vacation all the time. So I had no idea what I was going to write. And a few months later, I was sitting in my financial planner's office and he said, Rebecca, you're having your best year ever financially. You're actually a millionaire with all your businesses. And I think you should write a book and teach women, especially how you were so resilient after losing a marriage and and a beloved parent. So I wrote a book called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And in the book, I divide life into seven key areas, which are my seven pillars of abundance, which you described. And I'm just going to highlight each area very quickly. They're in order of importance. The first one is spirituality, because it's so important to have a connection to the divine, whatever that is for you. Jesus, Allah, Buddha, the universe, nature, doesn't matter. Just a connection to something that's greater than you. And I'm a huge advocate of having a morning practice that helps you tap into that power and actually a gift that I'm going to give the listeners who listen all the way to the end of the podcast. I'm going to give them an abundance journal. That is a great way to start your day. I've been doing it for decades and Mm -hmm. it's really helped me create a lot of abundance and happiness. So the first one is spirituality. The second one is fitness. And I'm also a believer that you want to do fitness in the morning, uh, right after your morning practice, because you get that cocktail of serotonin, dopamine, and endorphins to kind of carry you through your day. Uh, The next pillar is emotions. And I believe that all emotions come from fear or love, all negative emotions, doubt, worry, resentment, uh, bitterness, jealousy, cynicism, all of that is fear. And then all the happy emotions, love, contentment, bliss, satisfaction, appreciation, happiness, 
that is all from love. So I help people switch from the fear channel to the love channel. The next area is romance. And I'm happy to report that I am married to my soulmate. After that very painful divorce, I married my soulmate about a year and a half ago. And uh, it's a real big, uh, romance has a big effect on your abundance and having the right partner is very important. And I encourage my clients to walk away from the people that no longer serve them. And then the next area is mental. Mental just means continuing to work on your mindset. It could be learning a new skill like a language or a cooking class. It could be listening to this amazing Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. It could be YouTube videos, whatever you're doing to expand your mind. The next pillar is social. And social is so important because if you want to have abundance, you want to surround yourself with other people who have abundance. So if you want to have a certain result, you can find a coach or a community that is an advocate of that result. So find someone who has what you want. If you do what they did, you'll get what they got. And you want people that are mentoring you and that also you can turn around and mentor them and give them support. So community creates immunity. That's social. Oh, oh, good one. Thank you. And the final pillar is financial. And when you have all the other, they're like spokes on a bicycle wheel, Vicki, when you have all other spokes in place, the seventh one, the finance is a lot easier to create. When you have a loving relationship, when you're experiencing radiant health, when you have great friends, when you're spiritually tuned in, when you, when you have constant mental stimulation, you are going to attract opportunities, people, situations to make money. And everybody thinks it's the other way. People think I'll make a lot of money. I'll just work, 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 work. Then I'll hire a trainer. I'll look really fit. Then I'll attract my soulmate. Then we'll go on spiritual retreats and we'll meet other couples and socialize. And then we'll be happy. But in my personal experience, I work that way. Yeah. Finance is the last piece of the puzzle to click into place. So good. And I know in, um, in some of my other experiences that people think happiness, you know, you're, you'll get all that financial and everything and happiness will happen. And a lot of times uh, happiness is, is really once you're happy, then everything else happens falls into place. It's true. And it's like, why do we want the big house or the vacation or the new car or the new relationship? Because we want to be happy, but mm-hmm. we can actually make a choice to be happy first. Yeah. And I, I often think, um, you know, I'm happy if I'm walking in a park <laughs> or, you know, just hanging out with my grandsons um, and, and it didn't cost anything and I didn't spend a whole lot of money and, and still I'm very happy. And so I think people sometimes get that mixed up, mixed up. Yeah. Well, if you look at underdeveloped companies, a lot of them are living in huts. They don't have indoor plumbing. They don't have cars. And in comparison to all the stuff we have, they're, they're just very, very poor, but they're happier than us. Because they have the other things, they have community, they have, you know, they have a purpose and they're not trying to shoot for all this glamour and glitz that everybody here is racing toward. Yeah, for sure. You talked about your soulmate um, 
whenever you were going through the, the downtime, did your soulmates just appear when you weren't looking or, um, so talk to, talk to us a little bit about that journey. People used to annoy me when they said, you'll find your person when you're not looking. And I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm like, how can I not look? I mean, <laughs> like part of life is finding your life partner. How can I not look? That is so weird. So what happened was I was on five dating sites. I hired a matchmaker. I went on like, it felt like way too many dates to count and I didn't like anybody. And I started uh, doing what's called a dating detox. And I was going to do 90 days of not thinking about relationship, yeah. talking about it, talking to men, like not even talking to them for more than like 30 seconds. Hi, how are you? Okay, bye. Like that was it. And six weeks into my dating detox, I was at a party thrown by the owner of my gym and I invited everyone at the party to my book launch, which was the following weekend. And Ben, my husband showed up with a book and he said, I would like you to sign the book over dinner. And <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Cause I'm supposed to be in a dating detox, but he was so cute. that I. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what happened. I was not looking and that's when I met my soulmate. That's an awesome story. <laughs> Thank you. So I love this next question because um, it, a picture immediately comes in my mind. What is an elegant warrior? An elegant warrior is the avatar for my coaching clients. They are elegant because they create from their feminine energy. They're not pushing themselves to burnout. I help women go from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. So when women are in their feminine they are letting success, relationships, friends come to them. They're not chasing. They're not exhausting themselves going after things. They keep their elegance by keeping their energy intact. That's good. Yes. And warrior means it doesn't mean that they're going to sit at home eating bonbons, you know, waiting <laughs> for, you know, their opportunities to knock on their door. They are still going to be a warrior. They're still going to be taking action toward their goals and dreams, just not in a way that is desperate, needy, chasing, or a way that exhausts and burns them out. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love Elegant Warrior as my avatar. That is just beautiful. I love it too. Thank you. So what are the keys to being in shape? And, and I want to take this to two steps in shape physically, but in shape mentally as well? Well, let's start with mentally first, because I think it's easier. I, <laughs> I think right when you wake up, that is when your mind kind of goes on a spiral of fear. And I like to plug into positive YouTube videos right when I wake up. Literally, I wake up on my way to the bathroom. I'll put in my earbuds and I'll start listening to positive YouTube videos. So I can start rewiring my mind to be positive for the day because I feel like our natural mindset is not positive. We are programmed to be in fear. So mm. we get to take control of it right when we wake up. And then uh, this journal that I am gifting your listeners who listen all the way to the end 
it is amazing because it teaches me how to take my day and no matter what happened to flip it and see it as positive. It helps me learn from other people's journeys and what's working for them. It helps me have a gratitude list and a surrender list. And mm. nobody teaches a surrender list. Everybody yeah. teaches a gratitude list, but I get to surrender what's causing me fear. Oh. And I get to surrender that to, I call it God, you know, God, and just let it go in the morning. So that's mental. It's also listening to podcasts like your podcast and my podcast and all the other great podcasts and audibles. And we're really in the golden age of personal mm -hmm. growth and information in the nooks and crannies of our day while we're walking, while we're driving, while we're doing household chores. So I feel like that is easy working out. Um, I have a, an acronym for being fit and it's H and M not the discount clothing store, but it stands for hydration, nutrition, movement, and meditation. So if you notice, I've been sipping this huge thing of water during our whole interview, because I have a goal of drinking a hundred ounces of water a day. So that's, that's a little ambitious. Uh, they say you should be drinking half your weight in ounces of water. So that's the hydration. The N is nutrition. I believe in a low inflammation diet. I believe in taking supplements. I am mostly plant-based. I do eat fish and I do eat eggs. Uh, that's It's kind of like a Mediterranean diet. Uh, so that's nutrition. Uh, the M is for movement. You want to move every single day. It does not have to be a strenuous workout. In fact, for women over 45, a strenuous workout messes up their hormones. I didn't even know that, but just moving your body. 30 minutes. What? 30 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes, three to five times a week. Walking is great. Do something that is fun for you that you can stick to. I know the whole world is obsessed with pickleball right now. I'm actually a tennis player. I haven't tried pickleball, but everybody loves it. Have you played it yet? Becky? It's funny. I just had a conversation with some folks and um, so they, they said that you need to get somebody that's shorter than you. Cause I'm five, uh, nine and a half or, or, or and they said, because older ladies, okay, I'm 65. So older ladies. Oh my God, you look and, amazing. Thank you. So, it's harder to get the the low ones. So you get a person that's shorter than you or a grandchild <laughs> to play in front <laughs> to get the short ones. But other than that, um, I, I do want to learn <laughs> to play. I, I think it just sounds like so much fun. And I'm a terrible tennis player. So maybe I'd be better at pickleball. That's what people say, that it's a lot easier than tennis. So that is movement. And then the final M is meditation. And I'm really lazy when it comes to meditation and my mind wanders. So I just discovered guided meditations work for me. Yeah. I like Insight Timer app. There's lots of apps, plug, um, unplug, calm. You can get, again, videos on YouTube. And I just listen to guided meditations and just kind of relax and mm -hmm. just feel where my feet are and breathe and just slow it down. So yeah. those are my keys of being fit, H&M. H&M. Very good. And so you talked in the beginning about the fact you have five different jobs. And I just mentioned that I have several different things that I do. Why should we keep our job and find a side hustle? Because uh, going back to Elegant Warrior, 
when women are in business and they are doing it out of desperation, not contribution, it becomes very stressful. Mm -hmm. And when they are, and they turn people off when they are in contribution, when they are genuinely coming from a, Mm -hmm. I want to help you standpoint versus I need you to buy this to pay my bills. It's a whole different ball game. Women love to help. Women love to recommend product, goods, and services. Women love to create relationships Mm -hmm. and women are great at business when they are not in survival mode. So I teach women to keep your job and create your side business and that is that is how you can have an amazing lifestyle. Some some women they quit. You know when when their side hustle makes a certain amount of money, they do quit their job. I don't necessarily teach that's the best way to do it because why not have multiple income streams? If you hate your job and you're it's toxic, absolutely then then quit. But if if it's not, even if you just do it part time, you can pour that extra money into your business. Now if your business is like six, seven, eight figures, obviously you're going to quit your job, but that, you know, it can take a couple years to ramp up. Yeah. So true. And, and I find, you know, I, and this is my, uh, I don't know, third career, whatever you want to call it. But when I retired, there was, I spent a year and a half doing nothing and um, only had a side hustle that I started while I was still working, as you said, because I wanted to see if it would be something that I would like to do. But I was then used to doing my 70 hours plus my side hustle. And I thought whenever I didn't have that 70 hours any longer, I thought, well, heck, I need to fill my day. So all the things that I do still keep me, I think, young. So. Did you sleep 70 hours plus a uh, side hustle? It, it was, it was a, a lot. lot. It was a yeah. lot. That is a but lot. The, of- the good thing is side hustle was, is my anti-aging and wellness business and <laughs> everything is um, automated. So it made it really easy to do oh, that business. And, um, and then they do have an awesome sleep chew. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. So what is your definition of success? My definition of success is the amount of joy you feel in the present moment. So we are usually in the past when we're thinking about the past, we are in depression. Mm. We're replaying. I could have, would have, should have, and having regret when we're in the future, we're having anxiety. Oh my God, what's going to happen? How am I going to make it? What am I going to do? What are they going to do? And then when we're in the moment, experiencing the present is true joy because Mm -hmm. the happiness that you want, it's not in the past or the future. It is right here, right now. Everybody who's listening, take a breath. You have your breath. You have everything you need right now. As long as you can tune into your breath, you have everything. Mm. Without your breath, you're no longer on the planet. <laughs> so that's true. If you have your breath in the moment, you have everything you need. Yeah. And I think it's a really important point. There are a lot of people that that don't live in the present, that they worry too much about the past or the future, and they miss what's going on right in front of them and those joyous moments, they miss them. That's where the joy is petting a dog, sipping your 
coffee, watching a sunset, mm -hmm. looking at the beautiful colors of the flowers in the spring, looking at the clouds, smelling, you know, the ocean, like these are the, so the way to ground yourself in the moment is to get into your five senses. Yeah get into what am I seeing? What am I tasting? What am I touching? What am I listening to? Uh, what am I hearing? Get into your five senses and that will ground you in the moment if you can't get in the moment. And if the moment is too elusive, then just go to the next. I'm just going to, I'm not going to worry about the past or the future. I'm just going to do the next indicated action. So mm -hmm. what is your next indicated action? Mm -hmm. And that is the next best thing to being in the moment. Awesome advice. Okay, we only have time for one rapid fire question. This has been so wonderful. What, why do you say that self care is not selfish? And I've had someone else answer this question before, but I think it's one that bears repeating. So why do you say that self care is not selfish? Because when we are filled up and we are coming from overflow and we feel nourished by food, by sleep, by meditation, by friendship, by romance, then we are, we're not being selfish because when we show up for our other people in our life and our, our other meetings and our other obligations as whatever it is, mother, father, wife, sister, brother, employee, boss, party goer. When we show up, we are bringing our highest, best self. We're bringing our energy. We're bringing our beautiful effervescent personality. And that is giving that's generous. But when we show up, I tell people don't show up out of fear, obligation, or worry. When we show up tired, depleted, burned out, exhausted, we're no fun to be around. We're boring. Yeah. We're like, I want to go home. Why I'm even here. Who wants someone, you know, in their company or at their party or at their Thanksgiving table, who's just like barely able to keep their eyes open. Yeah. So true. It's when that life mess comes down, give it to yourself first. Yeah. Give it to uh, yourself first. All right. It's time now for us to share my screen of the contact information and if you have not been doing so, taking notes, you should have been, but grab a paper and pencil so you can get this information if you're just listening in. All right, so the website is Whitman. Again, that's Rebecca Elizabeth Whitman, and Elizabeth is a Z-A-B-E-T-H, not S, for those of you that might spell it with an S. Facebook, she is... Rebecca Whitman, Twitter, Rebecca E. Whitman, Instagram, Rebecca E. Whitman. And on YouTube, if you just search Rebecca Whitman, you would probably find her. I will let Rebecca talk to you about her call to action for you today. Yes, I'm going to give you my uh, link tree, Vicki, to share in the show notes. But if you just go to my Instagram or my Facebook, uh, you will find my link tree. And in my link tree, I have some really cool offers. One of them is on Tuesdays at noon Pacific, three Eastern, I'm offering a complimentary women's coaching circle. It is amazing for accountability and support. And you do get hot seat coaching with me. I also offer 
a complimentary breakthrough call in my link tree. And I only have three openings this week. So if that is something, if you want a complimentary coaching session and you want to break through on anything that we talked about, it could be a relationship, your health, could be your finances, uh, go ahead and snag one of those three breakthrough calls. And then I also mentioned uh, I was going to give you guys the abundance journal and that is also in my link tree. So that's a linktree.com forward slash Rebecca E. Whitman, or you can find it on my Instagram or Twitter or Facebook profile in the bio. It's my link in bio. Awesome. Very good. All right. Thank you so much for being such an awesome guest. You gave wonderful, wonderful advice and tips for our audience. I took a ton of notes and I'm going to scarf up that journal for sure. Right. Um, Definitely um, recommend that you do visit her website. Again, that's RebeccaElizabethWhitman.com and uh, check out all those things she has on her link tree. And I look forward to having you on again so we can talk more about some of your other um, books and things. Thank you so much, Vicki. It's been a pleasure. As always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.